Hey there, welcome to Living Fear Free. I'm your host, Dee Price, and this is episode 26 of 30. In my last podcast, we were discussing the Holy Spirit and a little about His role in helping you to live the life that God has planned for you. His plan for your life absolutely does not include fear. The verse I've referred to most has been John 14, 26, and I want to cover a bit more from this chapter. Jesus starts out saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus was about to leave. He knew he was about to be crucified and he was telling his disciples, it's okay, I got this. But they were concerned for themselves. They were in fear because of what they were hearing. Jesus went on to say in verse 10, do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me, he does the works. There's that relationship. There's that word dwell. Jesus said, the Father who dwells in me does the works. It's gone from just Jesus dwelling in the Father. It's gone from just Jesus dwelling in the secret place to now the Father dwells in him. Jesus goes on to say in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So he's saying, if you love me, keep my words, keep what I've spoken to you. Well, what commandments is he talking about? In chapter 13, the previous chapter, during the Last Supper, Jesus gave this commandment in verse 34. He said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So the commandment he is talking about is that they walk in love. Let's look at 1 John 4, 18 and 19. John says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Jesus knew they are afraid because after just three and a half years, he was telling them he was going away. So he tells them, if you love me, keep my commandments to love one another. Why? Because there's no fear in love. Well, why? Because perfect love casts out fear. Well, why? Because fear brings torment. How? Because he who fears has not been made perfect in love. John then goes on to say that we love him because he first loved us. Jesus first loving us with all of our sins and faults and pettiness and evilness and all the things that go against his word allows us to love others as he loves us. And his perfect love in us because he dwells in us casts out fear and removes Satan's attempts to torment us. So then Jesus goes on to tell them, hey, even though I'm going away, he says in John 14, verse 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So there is God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And all three of them are involved in your protection, your help, your life, keeping you from fear. The Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord. In the verse above, he is called the Spirit of Truth. Jesus is called the way, the truth, and the life. 
So Jesus is telling them that this helper will abide with them forever and that he dwells with them and will be in them. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. There's those two words again from Psalm 91. Abide, which means to remain with, and dwell, which means to sit down, to make one's abode with, to inhabit. This is what the Father has sent the Spirit to do in his children. So how will he come to them? In verse 21 of chapter 14, he says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. He who does not love me is referring to the world, who has not believed that Jesus was sent to redeem them, and so have not accepted him as their Savior. But they come and make their abode in us by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. So here we are back at the verse that keeps coming up. Jesus said in verse 25, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Verse 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's go back to verse 26 in the Amplified. It reads, But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance, everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the helper in the King James, but the Amplified Bible calls him the comforter and breaks that word down to mean counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. But you have to allow him to be these things to you. And we do this by faith. We do this by saying, Holy Spirit, I take you as my counselor. Counsel me in this matter according to the word. Holy Spirit, I take you as my helper, and I'm asking you to help me in this according to the word. Holy Spirit, I take you as my intercessor. Intercede for me on my behalf in this according to your word. Holy Spirit, I take you as my advocate. Advocate for me in this according to the word. Holy Spirit, I take you as my strengthener. Strengthen me according to the word. Remember when Jesus was being tempted by the devil? He kept telling him, it is written. It is written. It is written. So we are asking the Holy Spirit to do what is written. Do this because it is written. Now this word standby, it's described as readiness for duty or immediate deployment. Applying this meaning to the Holy Spirit, he is always standing at the ready and waiting for immediate deployment. The picture I get from this is in Genesis 1, which we read in an earlier podcast. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. 
and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit was hovering, waiting for God to speak. God speaking was him deploying the Holy Spirit to carry out his words. The Spirit of God is always at the ready, waiting to carry out God's word. But many of God's children are not speaking God's word. We're busy speaking the words that the world is pouring into us, and the Holy Spirit can't move on those words. So in essence, we've tied his hands as it relates to our individual lives. But remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall. He will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. And when we say what Jesus said, the Holy Spirit immediately goes to work to ensure we get the desired results from our words spoken in line with what he has said. This again leads me to what God said in Isaiah fifty-five eleven. He said, my word that goes forth out of my mouth shall not return to me void, shall not return to me without producing any effect, shall not return to me useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please in purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God's word shall accomplish what he pleases. God's word shall, it shall, it shall accomplish his purpose, and God's word shall prosper in the thing where he sent it. So with that in mind, let's look once again at John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So if he's telling you to let not your heart be troubled, that's in your hands. You have control over that. If he says, let not your heart be troubled, he's already given you the ability to not let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Let's look at that portion in Psalm 91. Jesus gave you his peace and said, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let your heart be afraid. So because you have been given the peace of Jesus, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Because you have been given the peace of Jesus, you shall not be afraid of the arrow that flies by day. Because you have been given the peace of Jesus, you shall not be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness. Because you have been given the peace of Jesus, you shall not be afraid of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You have the peace of Jesus, and he left you the Holy Spirit to remind you of this when fear tries to rear its ugly head and grip you, causing terror to rise up within you. But Jesus shed his blood as a sign of God's covenant with you through his firstborn son that he has delivered you from fear. Well, that's all I have in this podcast. Until the next time, this is Dee Price thanking you for tuning in and reminding you that you have been delivered from fear and you have the authority to never let it into your life again. You can live fear-free. Bye.